Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades and now offers mentoring, education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug and play options and join the Brand X family today. You plus Brand X equals youth program success. We're here today for another U18 Youth Fitness Podcast, and we're going to have a three-part series going over our system of base, build, boost. Today, we're going to start with base, and it's going to be about how we create such great movers. Brand X has a reputation for building great movers, and we're going to talk about how we do that. And I think it's even more than that. It's, it's how we have kids coming out of the Brand X gyms that can not just move well, but apply movement to whatever sport, activity, or task life brings to their way or that they choose to be involved with. Absolutely. So I think we start with base. We start with base. And, and really, base begins with starting points. And what do we mean when we say starting points? Everybody has a place that they imagine when kids walk into their class, they imagine that those kids have knowledge of. So they think, kids might know how to do a jumping jack. They might know how to jump. They've been squatting with their soccer coach on the soccer field, so they obviously know how to squat. And then also, as we all know from social media, all children are born with the perfect squat. So you really don't have to teach them anything. So we, we really define starting points. Where should kids start and why? And so base, the first thing we do in base is we're talking about Brannick's movement skills. And Brannick's movement skills are pieces of parts of movements that can't be broken down any further. And things like we use like waiting in the outfield, which is how to teach the hinge. The hinge is, is hinging at the hip. It really can't be broken down into anything else. Like you know, squatting can be broken down into externally rotating the femurs, are your feet flat on the ground, is your back flat, are you hinging at the hips? We want to break the movement down into these pieces and parts that we can teach kids that they can replicate over and over and over again correctly and safely. They also can be global strategies for movements. So some of them can, like, like I said, like waiting in the outfield can be something that the hinge at the hip is something you use when you're squatting, when you're picking something up off the ground, when you're jumping. They can apply these movement skills in, in such a way that it's not just great for the actual movement learning and great for their movement progression, but it's great for protection as against injury because these movement skills are key pieces like keeping midline stability, right. having your, your knees in a safe position so that you understand eventually through practice how to plant your foot in a position that if you're in a dynamic situation, 
you're going to be much less likely to have a catastrophic injury. So these things are not just important to the movement at hand and do, running your class and saying, look at those great pictures I have, but they really help a child become bulletproof through life as well as capable. And as we move through this process, we find where the where the kids or children have holes, how do we fill those movement holes? Gaps, and, and movement gaps. gaps. But episode I think one. I think I think <laughs> episode one. I think the the uh, the key one of the keys to 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 remember and and this is anecdotal, but I think significant is that when you're looking at at the course of Brand X, the gym, and us working with kids in the gym, we had lots and lots and lots of athletes coming in and out of our gym, and what we found was that while uh, catastrophic non-contact injuries were occurring, were growing, you know, skyrocketing among youth sports. Our athletes weren't having any of those problems. We weren't, they weren't having those, uh, those catastrophic injuries. And, you know, I, I transcend, or I don't transcend, I, I, I look at what they learn in this section, in base, how to move, how to plant the foot in the right position, how to how to keep their themselves moving correctly, and I can't help but think that as they move up through you know, base build boost and then moving off into applying these lessons they've learned in the gym to the field, uh, that they're moving more safely and more and have more strength in the in the correct positions that is protecting them in these. Uh, what we used to call durability, but I, I think that's still a valid term for this is creating durability. I mean, everybody wants a health span. Everybody wants to be durable through life. And that doesn't come suddenly. It's something that is best served, obviously, if it starts early and is just key to the way you move from, from day one. So, so it's really important to us. We, we talk about it a lot. Jeff, can you talk about tier one? Well, sure. I think that the things that we focus on in base are the brand X movement skills, and then tier one movements. And tier one movements are movements that can be slowed down, done tempo style, or paused. And so if we're thinking of like, let's say the hinge series, you know, we would talk about the movement skills, we just talked about waiting in the outfield. We would then, if a child can understand waiting in the outfield, they understand strong tree, they understand footprint in the sand, we can move their, their move them now to working in tier one movements, which would be like picking things up off the ground. Or you know, in the in the older group, it'd be deadlifting. Those movements we can slow down, and and have the kids uh, really concentrate on moving well and moving correctly. So we do it in a specific way. Most people when they're teaching movement, let's say they're teaching teaching the squat, uh, they will start with your hips need to go below parallel. What we're going to do is ask the child to remember all the things that they learned about movement skills. And all the points performance, and we're going to we're going to limit the range of motion. So I want them to perform that squat correctly, maybe above parallel. And as they gain control, I can move them down below parallel to the proper position. But they've done then they have. But then what they've done is done hundreds and thousands of reps correctly as they move down below parallel. We'll also slow them down, do tempo style, so that they are in control throughout those hundreds and thousands of reps of doing, of doing the movement. I think that that's, uh, those, those two pieces, are, or, or three pieces are really critical. One is understanding the movement skills, 
Number two, understanding that range of motion is is something that we gain over time if we as we do things as we as they show that they're able to do the movements correctly. And the third piece is having them slow down and stay in control throughout those the reps. So rather than coming in and saying, you know, child, to the child, you've got to get your hips below parallel and three, two, one, go do it as do it as fast as possible. We're doing the opposite, saying we're going to slow it down. We're going to do it correctly. And we're going to gain the time, gain, gain, and we're going to uh, gain the range of motion over time. We used to work, use a term as much good movement as possible, which is a wonderful acronym. It comes out agamamgamap, <laughs> which which has no meaning whatsoever. <laughs> so we changed it to be as much control as possible. But the meaning is apply the movement skills and move as well as you can, and then go the distance. So that idea of range of motion, we understand entirely how important it is, but we don't think it's important out of the gate. We think what's important out of the gate is the movement itself and knowing how to, where how your body should feel in that movement, not do that as fast as you can. How do you learn how your body feels in that movement if you're doing it as fast as you can? So they learn through repetition. So this is just another integral piece that really, really plays out. I think the overriding idea in base is that we're teaching. Yeah. And when we're teaching, we're teaching through repetition. We're teaching through uh, control and through, we want kids to have errorless learning. We want them to repeat thousands of good reps over and over and over again. Absolutely. And another thing we hear sometimes on this subject, because there is a tendency in some communities to view what we're doing as too simplistic and I just want to move them faster. And I, that always makes me wonder about somebody who asks that or thinks that because review of basics in any pursuit, anything you do, is always good. You go back to the beginning and you learn more. You go back to the beginning and you refine. So saying, oh, my kids are bored. They don't want to do that. Then, and then I, then I go, well, you know what? That means you need to check yourself and say, how am I boring them? Because there's a thousand ways to teach the same thing. I'm working with a, a young pro boxer right now. He started boxing when he was six. I think he's 24 now. He's, Shout out, Alfredo. He's 20, 17 one. I asked him the other day what he was working on. He was talking about the jab sets everything up. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder how many thousands and thousands and thousands of reps he's done with the jab. And yet here he is. You know, a successful boxer, been a pro for several years, and what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this thing that you, you know, you teach beginners, the beginners do. Well, why? Why? Because yeah. we always need to go back to the right. basics. And if you ask any really great athlete what, what they focus on, it's always on the basics. And I think that the, the importance of, of that is, is often lost. And people go like, well, if I'm, if I'm slowing them down and having them, you know, break up movement and do it slowly, then they're not going to get a good workout. And, and I say, you know, we, I, I've seen you do this with the younger kids, and I certainly did it with the older, older kids. You can, you can set your workout up so that, so that they're concentrating on good movement and then they're getting the aerobic or cardio hit from something else. So you can do a workout where you say to the kids, come inside and I want you to, to do uh, five squats to a box that may or may not be above parallel. I want you to do it with a five seconds descent, a two second hold and a five second coming back up. And then I want you to step across the line and I want you to do 12 burpees at 100% and a 200 meter shuttle run at 100% and come back inside. Or, and I want you to- Or 
variously, box hurdles, box prowler push. Right. Some, there's there's, there's an so infinite number of ways variations. you can get that, right. that cardio hit. Right. But the, the, the difference there is then giving the, the, the instructions to the kids and the permission for the kids to slow down, focus on moving right within the range of motion that you've given them for the, for the movements, to focus on hitting the movement skills correctly, to focus on squatting slowly or, or lifting something slowly from, the, from, the, uh, from a box, something like that within a, within a specified range of motion, and then telling them, I want you to redline on, the, on these other th others, low skill, no skill movements. We have a game for the little kids called Safe While Moving. And it's conceptual, it's called Safe While Moving because you can apply any key movement. And you're, you say five cones, if you've got five kids, you're gonna have five cones. And what we do there is embed a movement. We have them, they're safe while they perform the movement at a cone. So say the movement is, they're practicing squats. So you're going to do five squats at a cone. As soon as you're done with the five, you are open to being tagged while you move to a different cone. So what that does is it gets them to slow down because they don't want to be tagged. They're not going to do five squats as fast as they can. They're going to slow down, which is excellent because we've tricked them into doing exactly what we want them to do. And they also have in their heads they're safe while they're moving, which is just kind of an overall thing we want them to have for their lives. So there, there's so many ways to do this that there's no chance that your kids should be bored. Right. If they are, give us yeah. a ring. We'll talk to you about it. <laughs> We're happy to help. Also, I, I think for gym owners and for uh, coaches that are looking for retention of their clients, their young clients, understanding that really focusing on having these kids move well before they're moving load and before they're moving moving really quickly with it sets up a, a an environment where there is long-term progression and long-term retention in you know our, our gym we had well over 30 kids who were with us longer than 10 years and those kids even as you know in, into their you know 17 18 19 years old we would see that every time we did a cycle with weight training they would they'd have PRs you know we never did Things where we had to deload them or go back and fix things because they were well, except way, way, way in the early days when we were still <laughs> learning, right? In right. The very right. early when we, when, we were, before we developed this, right? We were babies back yeah. then, right? right? At the beginning, and there is a couple of articles about us going back when we, uh -huh. we have to. But what we did was take them all the way back and start over with this. But it was right. really twenty years ago. But that, what did that teach us? How important it was to stay there as long as needed to make sure they had it. So thank you for listening. Next topic will be build. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network, a new connection-based training platform that breaks down regional barriers and connects coaches and athletes anytime, anywhere. You're an athlete and love to push yourself. Who's guiding you? As an athlete, you can filter and search our library to find the perfect coach or sign up for a membership to get video feedback and comments from our coaches all over the world. As a coach, you can set up your profile and advertise your credentials, set your own price for video reviews or direct messaging to ensure your rates reflects the value of your time. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network and welcome to the future of sports coaching.
That was a youth fitness podcast, topics on youth fitness with focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand X Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.